Thank you very much. Now our speaker is Lashan Tenzem. Uh, he will talk about uh, not all tokens are created equal. Thank you very much for your And I need a clicker. I don't quite see the clicker. Kamar Chupa, Quellas. Hi everyone, those who survived, and I think I'm gonna go right after this talk into a very important and basic stuff, because whatever we talk, all these coins, tokens, blockchains, protocols, some ICOs, some crazy ideas, some regulations, everything is built around the simple functionality that is called tokenization. The benefits and the technology applied are for tokenizing the world around us, and I'm gonna go into basics, like what it does really mean, what, how blockchain really created a new platform for this tokenization, and uh, I'm just gonna uh, categorize them j just to answer the questions and not to lose most of the like newcomers. They think that all these tokens are like from the parallel world, a completely new thing, but it's not true, and I I'm gonna talk about that. Two words about me, yes, I run the blockchain without any tokens, I run the blockchain that fundraises in a standard way, no ICOs done, and I've been in the spheres. I, I think I'm a latecomer since 2015, but quite ambitious as we've been implementing uh, this uh, trade protocol, which I'm in, decentralized auctions for the government of Ukraine, with uh, David Kiziria, he was lobbying with the T's, and we, we learned a lot over these years. Then I moved into a startup scene last year, and I, 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 yeah, in a way, with the results, I would say that we're one of the most successful startups from the blockchain sphere, from especially in this region, Eastern Europe, as we managed to like win all the awards for the past uh, several weeks, and in US, in Europe, uh, we went to the, one of the greatest uh, accelerator programs, and from a standard venture capital thing, yes, I, my, my team is quite successful into doing all that. Me personally, I've been like doing what most of these people who came here have been doing, like evangelism, going around the world, and you see just how many conferences I've spoken and attended for the past year. The Gordon is uh, leading, I would say, for the past year, because he's like everywhere you can ever scroll down the newsfeed. But I have like uh, my achievements as well. So the problem and the one thing that I hate in the industry is that when you go to the most visited website called Coin Market Cap, and you see like hundreds and thousands of coins listed together and looked through the viewpoint of one single thing, as if they represent one and the same asset, one and the same functionality, but that's wrong. This is what misleads most of the newcomers, and this is what really creates the hypes based on the expectations created out of these uh, fields. Two features, uh, two things we need to agree before moving into uh, more details is that Tokens are nothing new. Tokens have existed since the beginning of, I think, the commerce. The ones the people started to uh, trade with each other, the tokens arrived. And the main functionality is to provide an identity specifically to certain assets to represent it in a physical or digital form, but overall, 
the main thing is to capture the value of that certain thing. They don't have to be, as I mentioned, an asset, it could be an idea, it could be completely different. And to demonstrate that, these are actually one of the first tokens that I had in life. This was like part of my childhood and school years. This were the Pokemons. How many of you had all those Pokemons and played around? So yeah, basically there were tokens. I began my crypto, uh, not the crypto, token life for sure. To understand like, and what, what it did really represent, in a way when I started thinking about it, I understood that the value they captured was kind of a reputational system in my school. So that means that it, whatever value it catches as a token does not have to be tangible at all. So if you flip those things pretty quickly, if you had like lots of them, you were in a way a cool guy in my class at, uh, at last. But to understand how blockchain changed and the, the taking all those tokens into a digital thing, we have to understand well, like really simple, what problems did it really have? Not to replace the US dollar or Lari or whatever, why don't I use for it till today? And there are like three major problems that most of the physical tokens had. The first, they were like paper-based, so you could not really create a liquidity and trade in the long distance. The only range you could trade was like school to the home, and that was it. That was like your limited trading capability. Another one, it was easily forgeable. You could, there were like those other quality stuff, uh, different token shapes coming up. And biggest problem this token had, that there was a single printer somewhere in China printing and printing everything all together. And the system, when it was capturing the kind of reputational model, the fact that somebody could go out and buy lots of tokens and put it into circulation in the school, it ruined the basic stuff, the accountability of this reputation system. What blockchain did is actually solve this basic problems for all the type of tokens and representative identities that we had. It provided an accounting system that could uh, have a secure digital identity of a particular asset idea or the value that we're trying to represent within the system. And most notably, the revolutionary state thing was that it provided collective distributed man. I hate the word collective. That's why I left it a bit blank. But it's a distributed management system. That means that we were we can't be afraid of any Chinese factory printing out, and we have like transparency of accountability. And that's why. In a way, the results that we see with the ICOs and all these kind of representative tokens is that it creates a trustless system that we blindly trust on an instinct level. It decreases the friction because it's, it's like from any part of the world I can achieve and decreases huge bureaucracy. And most of the things, like basic major value of entire tokenization and representation of any value in a form of a coin is to provide more liquidity. So everything that is created now, every infrastructure that builds out, it has a main purpose to increase the liquidity. So in a way, question, will everything around us will be tokenized? The answer is, yeah, most of the things. But to classify them, I'm a bit traditionalist, and I would say that there will be like three major classes we need to understand. 
One is the currency tokens, another will be the commodity, and third, the financial instruments such as securities. Let's go a bit in those three directions. So currency tokens, there will be like two major subcategories. One is the completely decentralized, private, unregulated cryptocurrencies that we call. Another huge achievement is going to be that we're going to have a centrally emitted digital currencies owned by central banks, or it could be, if we go like even further, it could be owned by private companies. And we're going to have this type of tokens representing either the existing monetary system, or if you go like really radical into the libertarian theory of stuff, we're going to have this new tokens backed up by commodity baskets and completely new monetary experimentations done through that. Both are good things. But in terms of do we have a decentralized currency from the economical perspective of currency, I would doubt that. Because even Bitcoin at this point, if we consider it as an equal thing to the dollar, for example, it should comply with, like, with two rules. It should be medium of exchange widely used, which it's not, if we take the statistic. It's not the widely used medium of exchange. And most notable thing, the goods and services should be directly priced in this medium of exchange. None of this we have currently with the cryptocurrencies. So in a way, if we look what Bitcoin is from this prism, we're going to move to the second cluster, which is the commodity. I think that beside that, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are now like most known words and representation of the tokens. I think that this cluster is going to be much wider and bigger because it will be like it will unify two worlds together. We're going to have like physical tokens that are linked to the physical items and representation of them, and we're going to have a completely new sphere that I'm all kind of excited to explore. These are the digital collectibles and commodities. Blockchain, by giving this unique identity where you, we can trace the initial file that we started off as a, um, a value capturing item, blockchain provides us to identify this item. So this digital cluster, such as CryptoKitties, how many of you heard the CryptoKitties? I think that after Bitcoin, in my opinion, they're the best invention of the last year for sure. Because it's a kind of a concept of the entirely new market that we're going to explore uh, through the tokenization. But commodity tokens, in a way, they will always represent one token, a particular asset or a particular fraction that it was created and emitted at the, the first stage. From this theory of money and economical perspective, if we consider Bitcoin as a commodity, only out of the commodity, anything has a uh, chance of becoming a widely used currency. So this is like an economical path every commodity had um, uh, to follow in terms of becoming a currently widely used exchange. Third, of course, it's a securities. Gordon loves this sphere, but I believe that securities such as ownership, debt, promises, and all the kind of contractual investment agreements, it will be, they will be tokenized. From the business process perspective, I don't think that you're going to have like two laws. One that is paper-based, like highly regulated, and you're going to have like tokenized shares that's going to comply with other rules. No, we, we're going to find a balance around that, but from the infrastructural perspective, we should understand that 
those tokenized shares will create a single layer of transactional information and settlement process in one single process, which is not the case currently and the improvement. Of course, now you have the question, where is the utility tokens in this scheme? Like, where is this entire class? And I would say that if we look from the functionality and accountability perspective, there is no such thing as a utility token. So yeah, it has become a widely used thing to fundraise, but if we look from the long-term functionality perspective, how are we going to put down on our accounts and what functionality does it there, we're going to find out that every startup who in a way didn't knew and released these tokens, at some point, if they become functional, their token's going to be either used as the first category, which is the currency token for the internal exchange, such as Ethereum. Ethereum has become the internal currency of a mega distributed system. But in most of the cases, releasing your own currency within an application level, within a small ecosystem, non-infrastructural level, that's a dead end. I think that's where it's going to end most of the startups in this sphere by not understanding that they're becoming, in a way, a central banks of their internal closed ecosystems without any monetary policy to um, uh, stabilize the pricing within it. And another one, if it's not the currency used for, then it's going to go into securities. It will be labeled as a security due to promises you gave to your initial investors and it will be regulated, which is going to be, become, I think, the much bigger expectation and market than we have ICOs today. For me, all those ICOs, they were like first ref reflexes of the world being ready for an open, distributed um, ecosystem and the infrastructure to create more liquidity. And yeah, in a way, when the hypes go around, when the everything settles down, when we're going to have a rational in the first phases of understanding what people, startups are doing, we're going to end up with the same financial instruments. Nothing new, nothing alien, nothing different, but the same currencies, commodities, securities, just an upgraded version with a global infrastructure for trade. Thank you. Do you have questions? Where? No questions. I was that clear? Yeah. But you have participants on that platform. Yeah. The, I think I get that your position is that the sort of native token to use in there would be a currency, but do you see something representing, where would you put a software license or an access license right in this category? I would put it on the collectible commodity category because and into a digital um, asset. Because in a way, if you give a key, if you give an API call, if you tokenize something like that, it's going to be ratioed one to one, right? You can't have a fluctuating price on the access of your software system. Uh, system. Then it's going to ruin your business model. Because then this uh, fluctuation price of a token represented some kind of uh, service within it becomes a medium of exchange in the system. Access, and the price fluctuation is a good possible way of metering that access so that you don't get what's equivalent of a DOS attack on that one resource. 
technically, yes, like having a pricing, it's a service barrier for you to have this kind of uh, limited access to the uh, provided service. But yeah, yeah, but the one is access, but another one is the direct pricing of the services offered. Once everyone, everything I was thinking becomes like functional infrastructural, you're not gonna have an access problem. You're gonna have a user problem. So users gonna come based on the pricing signal scale that comes out of the software. And if you have non-regulated and stuff, it's gonna send out the wrong signals, and you're gonna end up a nice prototype, and that's it. I mean, it's a really deep economical question. I love discussing those stuff. But this is, I think, most of the economists in this sphere would agree with More over some good Georgian language. Yeah, we'll continue that. Lasha, <laughs> uh, what about the dual token economies? Because um, the stuff what I lack in most of the projects what I read in terms of white papers, etc., most of them don't have laid out internal economy. So there is a solution there, uh, kind of solution, dual token economies. There are two, uh, actually, uh, things in them. Uh, one of them acts as a platform currency, stablecoin maybe, and another one acts as an investment vehicle, like token. So uh, what do you see any perspective? I mean, because very few protocols have that system. I see exactly that framework working in the future because if you're going to have a tokenized securities, that means you can issue the shares and the promises and ownership rights on the tokenized uh, blockchain like uh, system. But for the internal medium of exchange, you're going to use a completely different uh, medium of exchange. It could be Bitcoin, it could be any other currency all around, all named Zancash and stuff, because, yeah, so you're gonna have a dual token economies in the future. I truly believe in that. And I truly believe in that, like most of the ecosystem applications building around, they will have to integrate multi-wallet supports from different currency blockchains, and they will provide the services of exchange, and most, I think, like, why I love this very, because, you can provide a choice, and the choice of what medium of exchange I can choose is like for me the basic idea of the entire movement. And I think that's where everything's gonna go at some point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, th th there's like a space for them as well to provide liquidity, but uh, itself like how are we gonna this cryptocurrencies itself as the true mediums of exchange for the services and products that's going to be offered in the future still it's a kind of a blank idea nobody really knows how it can become the right direct mechanism for pricing goods and services but it's something we need to explore and uh, most of the I, I want economists to work into and look into that direction I, that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much.